Good morning. Good to see you guys. I couldn't believe the lines that kept coming up. I hadn't looked back since everybody came in. I'm like, there's a lot of people here this morning. So I didn't know if we were going to get communion. But uh, no, uh, thank you so much. It's such a joy to be with you guys. We, we thank you guys so much just for your partnership over the 10 plus years. Um, it's always a joy both to be here as well as to be with you guys when you come to Guatemala. Um, Marlena, and here is our family. I guess you can see what I see. Um, so we have one, we have Emmett here. Um, we got a couple homesick as well as uh, uh, kind of dispersed at other churches, but Emmett uh, is here uh, with a friend and so uh, glad to have part of our family here. Um, as Nate shared, we've been in Guatemala since 2008. We're serving vulnerable children, working alongside the local church. And I'll share a little bit more of this, but uh, my health issues brought us home. COVID hit. We landed here trying to figure out which way was up and felt like in the best interest of our family that we should plant here. And, um, and so now we travel back and forth to Guatemala about five or six times a year. Um, I'm the, I continue to be the director, uh, country director of Guatemala. We work with 12 amazing uh, Guatemalans down in, in Guatemala City, uh, working with the local churches. And um, we have 12 church partnerships, about 350 uh, kids that are in about 150 families. So churches support families that, that, uh, to keep kids together. And I think I might have a slide or two up there if you bump... Uh, to the next, um, so we do orphan prevention through the local church. Go to the next one or two, um, go one more. So there's our team, um, uh, some of them, uh, minus Marlena, and I think, and plus, Sam. and plus, yeah, our little guy Sam came with me on that trip. Go one more, um, see if, can't remember what, what I have next. Okay, I go back and we'll come back to that. So. Um, we love what we do, and, uh, but it's, it's been an interesting season, and we'll talk about that. Um, my role is just to em empower our team, do leadership development, cast vision, uh, and, and try to get us to that point. But we, the, the heavy lifting is by our team down in Guatemala, and for those of you who've been there, you know that. And so uh, it's a joy to uh, serve with them. Marlena's going to share a little bit of both about her role as well as uh, our family, and just a, a little bit about kind of specifically Fuerte Ciudad, Strong City Church. And by the way, he sends greetings. Marlene will share, share more. Yeah, super um, just grateful echo Chad's words to all of you and just being here again today to see the many ways that you've partnered with us for so many years as a family and then um, with the church partnership as well um, with Strong City. But we, uh, uh, my role is with um, spiritual care for the team and communications, translating and um, even just meeting specifically with the ladies on our team. So I feel super grateful to do that through Zoom now and just um, just having that time one-on-one -on -one with the ladies. So, um, But also wanted to just give you a quick update on the family and our kids. So Emmett's at Cornerstone studying Bible and business. Ari is um, in her first year at Kelvin in nursing now. Um, many of you guys remember them a lot younger, so I thought some of this would be fun for you. And then our two middle girls, Alea and Bella, are 
um, in high school now at Potter's House. And then Sam, our youngest, who is adopted from Guat Guatemala, is in fifth grade at the Potter's House. And we're super grateful for um, just a stage of life and all the funny things that happen sometimes between being raised there and now transitioning here and it even happened this morning and I thought is this a teenage parenting thing or is this because we've switched cultures and places but I forgot to tell her I thought I forgot to tell um, one of our daughters about the time change because we don't have those in Guatemala and yeah. she was up a whole hour earlier and already waking up her other sister and I was like no 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 it's actually only 6 45 it's not 7 45 and then I thought was that a parent failure because of culture or because of teenager and just or just because I forgot I don't know so all of those analyzing things are in our minds having our hearts in two worlds still but um yeah, so that's a little bit about the family. Um, also wanted to share, since you guys like stats from what Nate said, um, some of the stats of your partnership with Strong City. They currently have 10 vulnerable families that they're caring for. Three of those have um, children with special needs, and that's unique to that church partnership and just a blessing to see how they're caring and how World Orphans is able to um, provide even therapy and networking with some of our connections to, to really help them in a different way. Um, nine of those families actually are single mamas or widows um, or grandmothers taking care of the, the kids, and then um, seven of those attend the church as well. Um, and then five of the families actually had graduated from the uh, family preservation program through World Orphans earlier this year. So they are looking at adding five new families for 15 families in 2024. So it's just been a real blessing to see them continuing to care for these families, but also um, to see progress and transformation and then being able to care for new families, which is a big deal um, in their communities. So also wanted to share um, a specific story about a mama and I don't know if... I think it's the second slide. That's one of the next slides. Um, so that is Darlene, and if you go one more, it will show Darlene with um, the daughter of... Um, there's a family that, that they had started caring for, Strong City, this last year, and the mom of this particular sweet girl, um, actually um, her husband, this, this little girl's dad, was, was murdered last year. And... Um, when the church started visiting, obviously, they were in crisis, and that's why they were identified as a vulnerable family in their community. Um, but she has this little girl who's seven and then a four-year-old um, brother. And because of the church coming around and visiting her in her home and realizing the need there, um, it really had that, that connection with the family as well as Darlene is our therapist, and she started meeting with grief counseling and processing the loss of the dad and, and the husband um, with both the mom and daughter. And it's just been, if you can see, like even in the picture, the little girl is holding a bag. And Darlene was just explaining to me this week that um, they are entering, uh, we, we would say summer break um, in November and December. And these are one of the things that she had sent home with her and other kids that they're in therapy. And it's called a self-regulation um, bag. And so basically what it does is it, it's just simple things, but they're little reminders of the times that they've had in their 
sessions for her to remember at home. And then there's a little pamphlet there for even the mom to understand some of the things that she's been learning with Darlene. And one of the things that really was significant to me was even as she's teaching them about emotions and teaching them how to identify and what they're feeling, and especially with anger, with, with the death of her daddy, she um, is learning why she's feeling what she's feeling, how to identify. And then even one of the things, it was a... Um, a little container of bubbles and it was just for her to remember how to breathe in and breathe out and so simple but yet such a good reminder um, even for her mom as she interacts with her on that level as well and so just to give you a taste of kind of the different levels of ministry going on because of your partnership but also just to show you they really are just beautiful lives and people that are um, receiving help but more than that temporary help through the church it's that eternal hope and because of that she had this little girl started going to church first and now her mama they she actually goes three days a week our team said and it's just amazing to me to see that it's that eternal hope not just the temporary um, and then one more story this is actually of lily and she's in the other zone um, uh, with a different church but she is actually one of the ladies who's been in the program since um, or had has been helped through the church since 2015 and one of the first ladies who was in our sewing co-op back in the day and she uh had a very hard crisis as well, and the church reached up to her as well, four kids. Um, long story short, coming from a very abusive situation of her and her kids, and very desperate in terms of physical poverty as well. They lived in a small shack from some of you guys might remember the, the video. We'll even show kind of her context, and even part of that was uh, washed away in a mudslide during rainy season. And just super desperate situation, but the church met her in that as well. And um, what's amazing about her story is that fast forward eight years now, um, the other picture in, in that slide that you can see, she just finished a two-year nursing program and graduated in October um, as an as a operation um, a surgical nurse, yes. And so she um, not only is able to care for her kids and grew in confidence in her ability to be able to provide for them because she learned a trade like sewing with her hands, um, but that just was multiplied into this new um, career, really, with, with nursing and being able to get out of a hard situation. But because of that, now her kids are also... Um, they're being brought up in the love of the Lord and that eternal hope. So we just wanted to share a couple of different stories and families that have been impacted of the 150 families. And then the video, there are some um, subtitles, so you might not be able to read all of them. That's why I wanted to give you a little context of it, but it just will help you visualize some of where they live and what their daily lives are like. Me vi en una situación donde no podía trabajar y el papá de mis niñas tampoco estaba trabajando. Me veía obligada pues, a separarme del papá de los niñas porque estaba pasando por violencia familiar. Eh, la iglesia me ha apoyado bastante, tanto materialmente como espiritualmente también. Y cada vez que llegaba me llevaban a bolsa de víveres y oraban por mí, oraban por mis hijos y eso me confortaba bastante espiritualmente. Entonces en ese proceso muy difícil estuve recibiendo bastante ayuda también de parte de la iglesia y estuve recibiendo terapias. 
lo cual me ayudó, me confortó bastante y me ayudó a, a empoderar para demostrarme a sí misma y demostrarle a los demás de que sí valía como mujer y que sí podía salir adelante en esa situación difícil con mis hijos. Estuve recibiendo capacitaciones para costura, me armé de valor para entrar a la, a la cooperativa Mujeres con Visión, en la que también me ha ayudado para llevar el sustento a mi hogar para mis hijos y también para pagar la colegiatura de mis hijos. Estoy también en un grupo de ahorro, lo cual me ha ayudado bastante, tanto en lo espiritual por las enseñanzas bíblicas y también ahorrar para un futuro por mi bien y por el futuro de mis hijos también. It's all the money gets dumped back into the program. All, they, they name a price, we pay it, and we only charge 10% markup, so all that money goes back in. So anyhow, little plug for the ladies down there, help create jobs, hope, value for, for ladies like, like Lily. Um, Nate asked me to, uh, to, to share and asked me a while back, um, and, and so as I was contemplating how, how God might lead, um, I, uh, I thought uh, I'll share a little bit of my story, uh, our story of, of being back here. Um, and so I've, I've named this little, little message, uh, Detours, Trusting God When Our Plans Change. Um, this week I thought, I want to get a pulse on where Sparta's at. And so I listened to the message that Nate gave last week, and I thought a lot of that fits with what God's been teaching us. So hopefully you hear some of that in here, because I'm like, man... I need to go back and listen to the series Rebuilding that you guys have been hearing. Um, so uh, think for a minute. Um, when was a, a time when your plans changed? Um, when something didn't go as you planned, maybe it was even something that you felt God was in it. Um, and then a detour. Maybe it's something financial. Maybe it's marriage, school, a move, a death, a health situ situation. For Marlene and, and me and our family, 2019, um, I, I end up with a blood clot that ends up in pulmonary embolisms and detour. Uh, we think we can kind of weather the storm, COVID. Uh, we end up moving back. And kind of, thankfully, you all had to go through the same thing we had to go through um, with, with COVID. So that was a little bit uh, uh, of, of peace. But we had a lot of questions. God, why? If we were willing to go down to Guatemala, we didn't, everything was going good. We thought God was in it. And, and he diverted our our, our direction. I'm going to knock this thing over, aren't I? Um, and so uh, 
if we're willing to sacrifice or if we're willing to do things and then we think we're walking where God wants us to, to be and then he changes things, why does he allow that? To, so, so the last couple of years for, for me and Mar have been probably the hardest years we've been through, two of the last, I'd say, three plus years. Um, and we've often experienced silence from God where Usually it's a conversation, but not hearing. And like, God, what's going on? Um, and those are hard times. I don't know if you guys have been through that. Um, those things can cause us to not trust him, right? It creates doubt. Um, fast forward to today. And thankfully, we're still in process, man. I wish we could say we've learned it all. Uh, we have lots to learn um, still. But there's some principles or truths that have come out of that. And so I want to share some of that uh, with you. Here, about a month ago, I was reading uh, in Acts, which then led me to another passage uh, in First Thessalonians. And, and so if you have your Bible and you want to get those out, if that, if that is too small for you to read... Um, we're going to start with uh, Acts 16, 6 and 7 there. Acts 16, 6 and 7. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. And when they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went, to, went down to Troas. I don't understand that other than what I read here. It says that the Holy Spirit kept them from preaching the word and the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. I wish I could be a fly in the wall to see how that played out. I don't know if that was an instant thing, if that was a, a detour, what type. It was clearly a detour, but was that a conversation? Was, was that uh, it, something uh, over a span time? Somehow something happened where God redirected Paul's path. What's fascinating is that he is resilient and continued to, to go elsewhere and wasn't deterred. If you go to 1 Thessalonians 2, 17 and 18, um, I'll give you a second in case you guys want to get, have a little bigger print. 1 Thessalonians 2, 17 and 18. We'll see a little different detour. Paul says, but since we were torn away from you, brothers, for a short time, in person, not at heart, we endeavored the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face because we wanted to come to you. I, Paul, again and again, but Satan hindered us. So you have these kind of two different, you know, as, as Marlene and I are processing our story and you see these, okay, here's Paul that wants to go, but God, the spirit of Jesus says no. And then over here you have, but, Jesus, but Satan hindered them. And so as I'm reading this, I'm like, I know this stuff. We know the story of Jonah, right? We know the story, uh, for those of you guys who have been in the church, right? Jonah wants uh, 
I won't go into it all, but you know then the boat and the whale and, and everything else. Or you have, um, oh, who's my other example? Um, Joseph, right? We have Joseph that uh, God deters and it's, he's doing something bigger than what we see. Um, but for me, I was, I was surprised to see that sometimes disruptions can come from God. Sometimes disruptions, yeah, there we go. Uh, and sometimes they're not. Sometimes we don't know why. Uh, but it creates doubt. And we try to figure out why. At least for me, often, why, God? Why would you do this? Um, and, and I had to change my why question into what for. In Spanish, we say, por qué and para qué, right? Por qué is why, and then para qué, what for? Um, and in that, it, on this side of God's glory, I don't think we're ever always going to find out the whys. But we can say, what now? What, what would you have for us, God? What are you doing in this? Um, and so uh, I, I want to I dive into just a few maybe principles or um, truths that as Marlene and I have just processed this, um, uh, I tried to stay with the G thing, probably more from my own head, but sometimes I can hang hooks on, I can, I can remember those more. So uh, if you don't like that, I apologize ahead of time. Um, but uh, so first of all, go back and remember. We'll unpack these here in a minute. Um, so remembering, even like what we talked about here today. Remembering. Uh, number two, grieve and lament. I know that you've had, you've talked about that recently here in, in your sermon um, in series. Gratitude, choosing gratitude, and then perspective, gaining a better perspective. So uh, let's start with go back and remember. Remember who God is. Uh, Matthew 28, behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We talked about that today. How do we remember who God is in the Old Testament to today? What about our own stories? Where can we see him? So in those moments of, God, why? What are you doing? How can we trust who God has been and trust him? What we don't see now. It's still fresh. Um, Marlena uh, shared, as we were talking, she said, I have a deepened dependency. And trust through the disruptions and hardships. I have heard my good shepherd's voice tell me, Marlena, mi jamada, beloved daughter, you can trust me. And I'm believing he is kind and gentle and his plans are good. And so remembering, going back, when we can't see maybe what this detour and where it's bringing, that's, that's been helpful for us. Number two, or actually it's 1A and 1B, I apologize. Uh, remember that hard doesn't mean um, wrong. 
And, and so you can read it up there, but sometimes um, we, we think maybe God is doing something. We're being punished, right? Like a parent in that Old Testament paradigm. But sometimes it's suffering is a good thing because of the fruit that it brings. And so uh, um, there's, there's a verse there. I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. And then we all know Psalm 23, right? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am with you. And so we can trust that God is with us. Hence the table, right? We celebrate because we have a Savior who sent his spirit and is with us, and we have hope for the future. So remember, Number two, grieve and lament. Um, I won't go long on this, but go to God, pour out your heart, find people that can help you walk down that path. Uh, God has surrounded us with several voices, Nate and others, that have helped ask good questions, uh, that have helped us even express our hearts back to God. And many of you know this, you have much more experience and spiritual maturity, but um, God can handle our tough questions. And so, uh, pour out your heart. That's probably been one of the biggest things for me personally, is just verbalizing what's been going on up in here, out loud, to God, and then watching him meet me there. A prayer that's that's been helpful, and if you there's a there's an app called Life Three Sixty Five, um, or Lectio, not Life. We do Life Three Sixty as a family. Uh, thank you. Um, it's been brilliant. But this is one of the prayers that came from that. Lord, give me patience to wait with faith, even when doors are closing around me, and I start to doubt whether you're paying attention. Help me to stay attentive so I can hear your yes, and follow your lead. Number three is gratitude. Uh, Pastor Antonio, as, as Nate shared, has been through a lot. I think in 2019, his grandson died in a motorcycle accident. 2021, if I get the dates right, Teresa, his wife, dies during COVID, of, of COVID complications. 2023, this year, his son, his oldest, has a tumor. They don't know what it is, infection, and he dies within about a month, two months. And we've sat with him, Nate sat with him, and just through tears, and I actually, I called him up because he, I said, hey, I'm going to be, in fact, I, I'm going to take a picture of you guys. I don't have my phone. Yes, I do. I want to remember this for, um, for, for Antonio, so let me just humor me for a minute. Uh, he, he sends his greetings and love and says, give Nate a big hug and can't wait to see some of you guys down there. But uh, uh, I said, I was sitting with them here, oh, probably two or three months ago, and then I even called them up. But I, I called them up recently and said, remind me what you told me over dinner. Because that was impactful, so impact, impactful I forgot it, right? But uh, I wanted his words. And um, because here's a heart of gratitude. Lost a grandson, lost... Uh, a wife, 
and had to bury his own son, right? And, and he has this spirit and this heart of gratitude. And I've seen the most transformation in him as of all of our pastors. God has just done this deeper work. But he said this. He said, um, it's already up there, thank you. Uh, I asked him, so how, how come you're not angry? How come you don't have questions? How come? And, and he said, how, how can I be? I, I come into the world with nothing. He gave me years, 46 years with, with my wife, 47 years with his son, and that's because he outlived her, uh, and, and my son, my grandson. I want to be faithful to God till the end. And he said, and he pointed a couple of us who were at the table, and he said, I want you to keep me accountable. I want to be faithful. And so choosing to be thankful, choosing a heart of gratitude uh, has been helpful to recognize all we do have. The last one, point number four here, is um, gain a better perspective. Trust that God is working out his plans. I think Nate said it like this. Trust in God's presence. Expect opposition to come. God has invited us to play a role in, in the big things he is accomplishing in our world. Futility is the product of allowing our identity, worth, and significance to be determined by the size of our role. That was, that was impactful for me to just see, to, to remember um, that we don't know why. We don't know why the detours. Is it Satan? Is it God? Is it the broken world we live in? Um, but we can trust that God is working out his plans. Another point from one of your messages, I don't remember if it was, I just heard it last week. Maintain situational awareness. There's more going on than we can see. So embrace where God has you now. What is God doing where you're at today? Somebody used to say, bloom where you're planted. So if God has you where you're at and you wish you were over there, and we wish we were in Guatemala, but we're right here, what it, he, he must be doing something. We can trust him. He's faithful. And he wants to use us today, not tomorrow and not next year. Uh, a... a can't remember, do I have a slide that says yielding prayer? Yes. Um, in, the, in the waiting, and we're going to, I asked for a song that's been really impactful uh, for me uh, over the last couple of years, but in the waiting, um, this, this prayer has been helpful. Uh, Lord, I yield to your call, whether that means to go wherever you would send me or to stay wherever you have planted me. I ask that I will not settle for comfort when your adventure beckons. And if you have time, read Psalm 130, 5, 8. It's just a prayer of God uh, to God about trusting him in the waiting. And so uh, we're going we're gonna to go to a song um, a worship song, but maybe this could even be a prayer for those of you guys that have been or are going through stuff. Um, there's a specific line in this song, New Wine. It says, so I yield to you into your careful hand when I trust you. We don't need to understand. And so I don't, I don't know where God has you guys it's a little bit of 
where we've been. We have a faithful God that sees us through and even, even with a pastor that has been through a whole lot more than little blood clots and a little move, right? Big or small, whatever you're going through, God will meet you there. Remember who he is. Surround yourself with people. And, and trust that we've got hope in Jesus and future glory.